What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another episode of Got Fit in Japan. I'm your host, Johnny, and unfortunately, Tom's not here. But don't fret, we are here with the one and only fashion designer artist, Mr. Rocket. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> and, and Faders, uh, Got Fit in Japan is about two dudes, booze, in Japan, and the news. And Rocket, this week, you are actually the news. And uh, yes, kampai, dude. Kampai. Thank you for taking the time to link up with me, man. Yeah, you're going to have to talk louder than that, man. Or I'm yeah, not going to yeah, link yeah, up with yeah, you, man. Yeah, yeah. what's up? What's <laughs> I'm gonna be, yeah, this yeah. is going to be a podcast. It'll be me just making questions with, like in the thin air and stuff, dude. So, yeah, and this is episode number 354. 354. Welcome. This is yeah, right. This is my you, show, you, but this you. is your episode. Okay, cool. Yo, you've been doing this for a while. Uh, for a little bit. For how, a little bit. How's the vibe? How's the energy? How how you feeling? Uh not really hung over anymore. That's good. That's, you had a good you had a good what is it? What today is today's Monday? Today is fucking Monday. Is it today Monday? Yo, Monday is Monday. Monday. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, it is. This is the this is the first day we're doing this pile up here, so it's Monday for sure. I was waiting for this day for a little while. Yeah, you know, so. you are a very difficult person to get in touch with. I mean, getting a hold of you is all right, but getting like in contact yeah, with my, you is kind of tough. My team, my team has me working, boy. I'll be creating all day. They be having me in the, the the studio, the lab, the factory, everywhere. So I'm always working, you know, between here and even America. So I'm always a little caught up. You're like one of the very few people that come here for a vacation and just works. That's that's <laughs> the way you gotta live. You know, there's no vacation. vacation. It's just it's just it's work every mm. day life yeah. life is the vacation getting to be alive you know being here is uh it's just it's a blessing every day uh, that that wasn't like that for me this morning at all <laughs> <laughs> for me this morning i was like life is hell life is war <laughs> uh, somebody make me a bloody mary <laughs> oh man so all right, Rocket, you are an amazing person, and I'm very happy to, to finally get in contact with you again. Um, this is our second time meeting. I met you at a bar at a Design Festa about two years ago. Yes, yes. And I met you with a couple of like really famous French tattoo artists that we had in the show. Jesse, right. what's up? And um, yeah. yeah, what up? And so and so I met you and stuff, and like I wanted to like hang out with you again, but you're so busy. Now you're back in Tokyo, and you're so busy. But right now, I've got the opportunity to fade with you. Cheers, man. Yo, cheers. Goodbye. Awesome. Mm. Ah, nice. And okay. it's funny because I didn't even know the name of that place. I'll let you know that right now. Like Design I didn't know what's called. I didn't know. I know what the DF stood for. I was like, go to the little DF spot. Go cut through the corner. Eat eat at that little cool yeah. spot. I tell people. So you just put me onto that. Thank you. Design Festa. Yeah, it's like I, I don't Festa. It's like it's a fiesta. I guess maybe like, a, like it? a little. It's a party of art. <laughs> I guess so. Right? Party of art in there. Party of art. So, yeah, they do make strong drinks, but all right, if you do go there and you go to the bar, you got to tell them to make it strong. Be like, hey, make this shit strong, and then they'll do it. But if you don't, they're going to make it weak as shit. The food is good. The food is good. Food and is you said it's too? a touristy spot, but it's hard as hell to find. It is kind of... Well, it's in Harajuku, yeah. and we're in Harajuku right now. Yeah. So actually, we're in the balls of Harajuku. I hey, mean, we we right here. We right. We all the way in the middle of the shit. We're surrounded. We're like in the we're like in this little store in an island of Harajuku. There's like like a mile of Harajuku that way, that way, that way. We're surrounded by Harajuku, but it's Harajuku at night, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. The streets are hot. It's a bit humid. Mmm. Welcome to Tokyo summer. How many times have you been to Tokyo? This is my full year here. I've been here about a year, but I've been back and forth. But I've spent more time here. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, all right, so I want to talk about what you're doing now, but I think for me to talk about what you're doing now, I got to ask you about what you were doing before and stuff. 
So, alright, so I'm gonna start at the beginning, because I kind of know, but like everybody else does. <laughs> they have no idea, Rocket. <laughs> yeah, let's put them on. Let's put them on. Okay, so, alright, Rocket, alright, you're an artist and a fashion designer. Yes. And I guess like a, a fashion entrepreneur, because I mean, you've got shops out here, you've got an LA shop, you got like like a stores. I don't know, you've got, you got stuff all over the place, right? Brooklyn. Alright, all right, so it's. I've been working with my team now for about a year solid, like we've been grinding together as a team. Mm -hmm. But uh, prior to that, as an artist, I've just been creating for the past maybe five years on my own, just like producing, creating, coming with ideas and content and pushing it, whether it be a show or just an art project or a couple of paintings or something mm -hmm. and just living through that creative lifestyle. So wait, you're doing like stuff like Andy Warhol, like you're just doing like everything across the board, you're like doing paintings, you're doing like, like videos, you're doing like fashion. I started screen printing maybe around that time, around like five years ago, and from there I started producing my own clothing a lot more before mm -hmm. I would do it like... I would connect with a printer and we'd build together. But mm -hmm. anyone I work with, I like to connect with. How did you get interested in art? Um, I make art all my life. Since Your whole I was a life, kid. Like, just like know, everybody I just else. Been, I just been drawing, you know. Yeah, it's but, like me, just like me. How did you get interested? I don't know, cartoons maybe. But you know what? Some people yeah. start making art late and have a lot of fun with it. Cause I've been making art all my life, so you know, for me, it's a. Uh, it's like a choice when you decide to either take it seriously and try to live off of that mm -hmm. lifestyle or if it's just something you do for fun. Yeah. And figuring out how you can really connect to it. Mm -hmm. And about maybe three or four years ago, I realized that art was a community. Mm -hmm. So I had to figure out what role I wanted to play in that community and how I wanted to connect and then how I could grow within it. Mm -hmm. And furthermore, even expand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's me traveling, whether it be from New York to L.A. to Miami or all the way out to Tokyo just to create and connect with artists. So, wait, is your, basically, you just start off as, like, a painter, but you're, like, like you just do a little bit of everything or a lot of a, lot uh, of a little bit? Or? You know, every kid, I don't, I don't know how to even put it because everyone makes art differently. I went to school and used to draw, like, two or three hours out of the day just in the, mm -hmm. the classroom. Mm -hmm. But then from there, you know, when you take it upon yourself to, like, make it more seriously and draw for fun or draw and like sell it or something yeah. then it becomes you realize that it's more than just a class and for me it's like meditation it's like breathing mm -hmm. so I always create but it'd be from sketching to then start doing logos mm -hmm. and making a bit of fashion here there would be screen prints or just like a cool little comic or something and I'd always tag you know as mm -hmm. artists you might tag every once in a while and you're from Brooklyn yeah you grew up in Brooklyn yeah which part of Brooklyn uh, East Flatbush Nice. Have you been? I've never been to Brooklyn. Uh, I don't even know where that is. But right, if I cool, say cool, nice, cool. people are like, all right, he, he knows. He know, he knows. He, that was good. That was <laughs> but I don't shit. know. Yeah, I, I do we the gotta same thing. You got to fake it until you make it. So that, I guess I got to move to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> don't move to Williamsburg. Don't move there. You're going to go there. Go anywhere but there. Really? I don't know. I, it's I a cool area, but it's overpopulated right now. It's like the hot spot. Oh, Tell you the like, truth. It's like Nakamekro. Oh, yeah. It is. Don't tell them what the studio is. No, everybody knows. Oh, I, I didn't even say that. I was just telling you where it was like, you know, but... Um, it's like it was low-key, but now it's blown up with all these people, like like artists and yeah. cool people and models which, and stuff. Which is good and bad in different ways. But yeah. I'm, I'm happy about it in any time it happens because I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. And we work towards that shit, too. You know, as an artist, you want to fuck shit up. You want to disturb shit. You don't just want to fit in. So yeah. they gotta, you got to make something so exciting that you ruin it and make overpriced because everyone else wants to move there to fake it. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, there's some kind of success in that. <laughs> so destroying the city and making it cool <laughs> is actually successful. <laughs> yeah, a bit in some some twisted way. Because then you can't live there sometimes if you can't afford it. But you're the person that made it expensive because you're one of the artists that was like making it cool. Holy shit! 
I never thought of that. Some neighborhoods become like way overpriced and yeah. then all the locals start complaining because they can't move out or they can't move to a bigger place or a different place or down the street. So it becomes kind of a, a troubled area, you know, for like people. I mean, it's a great area. It's beautiful, but it's just like they're kind of like prisoners in their own home. Like, we, call it never, we call it gentrification. That's what it's, yeah, yeah, I guess that's what it's called. <laughs> they gentrified the shit out of my house. Oh, out of my home. So, you know, I'm out here just trying to shake it up a little bit. Are you still living in Brooklyn? Um, Not anymore. I actually just moved out of my spot. I'm in L.A. and in Tokyo now. You're in L.A. and Tokyo? Yeah. Awesome. So so now, I mean, you've been doing art your whole life, and now you're moved in, you've moved into fashion. So, so I started doing 3D printing about... I got sponsored by a company named MakerBot. That's right. When and I met you, you are doing the yes, 3D yes, printing so, hats. So I started 3D printing a lot of products like... I started 3D printing a lot of products maybe maybe two years ago uh-huh. when I started working with them. Maybe three now. You know, mm. the time just kind of flies when you're just producing. Yeah. But, and I just found my own industry, and I started producing, whether it be pins, patches, uh, little side jobs here and there where people need design. or uh, I'm a freelance artist. So, you know, anything I can create, I'm selling. Mm-hmm. I started 3D printing stuff, so I'd come up with either ideas or i just look for people to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, as a brand, I'd produce clothing, and I'd do, like, shows, and I'd be, you know, like, trade shows or just shows, sneaker shows, something you sell, sell your clothing. And I started getting more jobs from the brands than I was making sales. So I realized that I'm hanging around the right people, but I'm not doing exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Because whether I sell a shirt or not, three or four of these companies are paying me. The place that I'm doing the show at is probably paying me to produce something for them. So mm-hmm. I figured out how to get paid and kick it where I like and grow in that. Awesome, that's fantastic. So just like stretching it out and then as an artist, I kind of found myself within that 3D print community too where I was producing things for a lot of artists. So I started doing shows that I didn't even have to think about scheduling. They'd be like, yo, I need these couple of things made. Can you hook me up on an art piece? And you can hang some of your stuff if you want. So I was like, sure, I'll, I have some paintings, I'll hang them. Or I just did a cool 3D print I wanna hang. So just become part of that community is where I found myself as an artist. As a designer, I I create right now this project. I create I create along with two other people. Oh, so, so these clothes you're doing this this project you're doing this yeah. with two other people. This is two other people. What's yeah. the name of this project? So this project is Broke City Gold. Broke City Gold. Yeah, Broke City Gold. Gold. Broke, Broke City, City Gold. Gold. You know, gold, man. You know, <laughs> you gotta better yourself. You're from a broken city, but you that gold. No, I don't have any gold, but yeah, I got the broken nah, city. You got, you got the gold. You know, your gold is your show. That's what it's about. It's like the gold is that thing that you can't. You make, you create that thing. You know, like, I'm an artist. Like, that's my goal. So, like, you know, I started my company, Rocket Science. That was when I was probably, like, 2021. 20, so I was, like, eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. That was just the first stab I was trying to figure out business. I mean, still confuses the shit out of me, but I just try to make sure I pay my taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Pay the taxes. <laughs> like some money. Don't fuck you if you don't pay the taxes. Yeah, so so from there, I, that's how I actually became Rocket from, mm-hmm. that, from that company name and just being Chris. So it's like Chris Rock is the whole thing, and as an artist, I started just using Rocket more. Rocket's not your real last name. I'm so disappointed. You know, my mom calls me that now, though. Your mom so, calls you Rocket. So I'm legit. I'm legit. You know, if your mom calls you Rocket, I guess that is your last name. I mean, so you know, that, when you, you tell it, when you tell it to another mother, say that's not what your mom calls you. Like she does. She does. <laughs> My mom calls me a shithead. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good days and the bad days. <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> hey, dude, do me a favor. Can you move that light out of my eyes? All right, cool. I got you. Oh, dude, thank you so much. Oh, dude. Sweet. sweet. Oh, man, yeah. I'm trying to, like, look at you and stuff, but I'm just like, ah. I like the Spider-Man shirt you have here. You know, I actually really like this style. This style? And I've been trying to think of some stuff that I want to produce again just off of my label. Uh-huh. So my label is Rocket Science. Yeah. I've been working with two other labels, a, a brand called Kotamir, mm-hmm. and my partner is uh, 
creative house called Contaland. So I'm pretty much like managing Contaland at this moment. And Contaland is this? Contaland is, uh, this This is a Contaland pop-up uh-huh. for Broke City Gold. But Contaland is actually a creative label, so wherever he is. So right now we're based in Harajuku, so Contaland is there. We want to be able to move that around other places. That's mm-hmm. what we can build on. Well, I want you to connect with him too, so we can build on that even more when we connect with him. And Sounds great, word. yeah. If he's buying the beer, I'll be there. Yeah, sweet, sweet. <laughs> and and the, actually, this right here, Faders, we're in like a little shop in Hedajuku. Actually, in the dead center of Hedajuku, actually surrounded by a lot of amazing shops. So this is like primo location, as you, of course, know. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And you know, it's a blessing to be in Tokyo. I'm from Brooklyn, man. Most people from Brooklyn don't leave Brooklyn. You know, yeah. I, I started traveling more and started creating and connecting and realizing that as a creative, that was super important. Some people mm. work on their own, on their own by themselves all the time. Mm. You know, from time to time, I do that. But I find it's it's really good when you have a team of creative people because even if you're being a little lazy, they're on it. So you got to like move. You know, you got to create. You got to figure out something. So it's more competitive, right? Just because I mean, if you like kind of like fucking up <coughs> and shit like that, like basically, they're going to like work harder and make you look bad. So you got to work <laughs> harder to make them look bad, right? So then it's like kind of like almost a competition of like. Who's making who uh, look almost, bad, right? Yeah, you know, you gotta try to shit on each other all the time. Yeah, right. Uh, more, more like, more like uplift every everybody. So you know, inspire. So you know. Oh wait, this much. is Tokyo. It's very positive. I thought it was Brooklyn. This <laughs> <laughs> is no, like New York. Like, I'm, hey, I'm this always, guy's an asshole. He's not I'm working always, at all. I'm always, I'm always about. I that. haven't slept in forty eight hours. This guy here, Bobby, he's a fucking <laughs> schmuck. This guy, you know. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't uh, felt competitive. In a while, I think I gotta go back to Brooklyn. That's man. how it is in Brooklyn. That's how it is in Brooklyn. And it is bit, competitive there. It's very competitive, and for me, like, you know, I told you, I work, I work and design things for so many people. Mm-hmm. I started not competing with anybody, but creating my own space mm-hmm. where it'd be like, well, yo, you know, someone that like I'm at a clothing show and the clothing shows are buying for me, so I'm not comp- competing with them. You're competing with yourself. I'm competing with myself, so I always find a, find myself in this place where it's like just be more creative. Mm-hmm. You know, that's for me. It's always what it's been. I remember I wanted to go to school for design or some shit, and I was working at a what was I working at a video game company mm-hmm. um, called Four Millimeter, and that actually sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it was, it was like, <laughs> I can't believe you're like, yeah, I was working at this video game company called Four Millimeter. You know, <laughs> and and there, uh, I just happened to pop in. You know, I've been very blessed to be able to just like work in different locations and connect. But yeah. one of the people worked for like SVA. And that's like a pretty good school in uh, New York. Uh huh. And he's like looking at me like, make sure you're talking into this mic. And I was like, I gotta make sure I'm in there. You so, get it talking into the mic. So, so <laughs> from there, I remember reaching out to him. He's saying, Yo, you don't. I was like, Yeah, I want to take some classes, you know. And he's like, Well, you don't need to take no classes. You got it already. You're here doing this on your own. Just gotta work just harder. Be creative. If mm-hmm. you want to do anything, just look for more creative shit. Stay inspired. I was like, Word. So like from. Connecting with more artists and just mm-hmm. working with people you, you like, generally like, and you like the things they make, yeah. makes it more interesting, makes it more exciting. I still do a project here or there that might just be for an older client that you know mm-hmm. I support, but then I try to stick to and work on things that I really, I like, stick around people that I like and that inspire me to work harder, to create greater, uh, that I can learn from. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, right now, I'm super blessed to be on a team where I got two brothers that are just, like, pushing me in different angles to grow and just uh, learn to manipulate the things around me. That's fantastic. And how is, like, Tokyo affecting your creativity? Yo, they work a lot. <laughs> yeah. They, they work a lot. <laughs> I woke right? up at so, 5.30 this morning, and it's, like, so, what, 10 o'clock right now? So when you're in at Tokyo, night? <laughs> yeah, I had a couple people visit me this year, and <clears throat> when they seen how hard I was working and how... Um, 
how hard the people around me were working. They were just like, yo, you guys don't sleep. I was like, you take naps. You take a nap here and there, but other than that, we're just on it every day. So for me, it's upping up my... Uh, it's up and up my attack game, I guess, uh-huh. you know? For I still like to take a break during, like, a month or two, like, where I, I kind of turn it off a little bit and just, like, cool down to so try to float off of something I've been creating for a while. Yeah. Just to, like, refresh. Mm-hmm. But other than that, be on it. And I've been moving more and picking up different projects and just being more inspired, so it's it's and all the fashion. Uh, all creative, not all, all creative. fashion. I'm not 100% fashion. I'm not a fashion designer. I'm an artist working within fashion. It's like when, you, and when anybody looks at like your, your Instagram or like any of your other social media, it's like all fashion. So Yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all in it right now. Um, now it's but, been like that for like a while. Like 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 every so often I'll see something like on my Instagram. So we like switched Instagrams like fucking two years ago and shit, yeah. right? So if I can like, I'll check like my Instagram. I'm like, oh, there's Rocket. What's he doing? He's doing like one of these videos where he's walking backwards and forwards and stuff yes, showing his yes. jacket. You know? Fashion and music. <clears throat> See, I don't do the music on yeah. Instagram. I just yeah. look at the picture or the, the video. Pictures. Yeah, yeah, we have it. A lot of the videos have music in them. But I never look at the music. I'm like, I'm like, eh, forward, backwards. And cool. it's, it's always about creating. You know, with the 3D printing, uh, I've been doing a lot of cool stuff. I just started designing some watch bands for, like, Apple Watches. So I'm messing with that now. Cool. I produced a couple masks. Masks? Uh, masks that people wear. Uh, Wait, what kind of masks? For, like, people that have, like, facial deformities? No, or? I haven't. I, I've done more just, like, fun cosmetic costume stuff. Not, I mean, costume, not cosmetic. Like cosplay kind of stuff? Yeah, so I did it for a couple <laughs> artists, and now I'm working on my own exhibit myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting together a little mask collection and just some, like, funky things. and like In Tokyo really, or in L- L.A.? I'm producing it, so whenever it gets out, it's out. I'll try to get this out by the end of September. Fantastic. So maybe it'll be here. It'll be here, but I do a lot of art in New York as well. Mm-hmm. So I've been having shows bounce around. So wait, you're doing shows in New York, but you're also doing shows in LA. Like what? Like I know so, what you're doing here, yeah. and I know that like like uh, Brooklyn is like home base, right? But what's going on with LA? All right, so <coughs> LA, we went out there for about three months, <coughs> and we did the Contaland Broke City Go pop up. Yeah. So we were out there just connecting with people. We had a pop up in a a spot, in like it was in the hood. It was on like Broadway and Slauson. Mm-hmm. And that's like a pretty, oh yeah, it's a pretty hood area. I, I in, don't know uh, where it is. And that's a pretty hood area in LA though, so that's like where like don't be a menace and like movies like that were like created around that type of area. Oh shit! Not really? the exact spot, but I learned about that just from watching other things, mm-hmm. watching like other Cali documentaries. But um, from there we produced a cool show there. We kicked it there for about two weeks, and then we got a pop up shop in downtown LA. So mm-hmm. there's where we were just creating. I'd be there 3D printing stuff, working on different art projects. Because mm-hmm. this brand is like a creative hub that supports us, you know, that helps us, like, push everything through. So we're all independently still creatives. My partner mainly m- makes music. My other partner mainly makes fashion, you know, and I mainly mm-hmm. make art. And now, like, I'm really good at helping helping and assisting on different projects. So now mm-hmm. I manage this brand. I'm managing Contalent. Cool. So it's pretty exciting. It's a pretty, it's pretty exciting. You know, I mean, cool. It's, it, it, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's exciting. It's fun. It's new. Everything's always fresh. Every single day is a new mission. Yeah. You know, upon every mission that we're working on. So, so what team. do you take priority in? Since, since I've known you, it seemed like fashion was like your thing. So yeah. I always thought like fashion was like your main priority. I knew that you did like like other art stuff, and yeah. I knew that you did like the three D printing. But I thought the three D printing was more for the for the fashion and stuff. I didn't I know started. that was like kind of a, an art thing. But it's like you got the spider web of like a myriad of like different forms of art. Yes, yes, yes. For me, that's what clothing is. Clothing is art to me. You know, uh, fashion is an interesting game. It's cool. It's a bit silly sometimes because it's just clothes we're making. 
you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you want those close to, they make you feel a way. Mm-hmm. So being someone that curates and creates for people to feel a certain way, you want to feel like a rock star, you're feeling down on a day, you know, you put on a certain piece of clothing, it's your favorite piece or something, or something new that you just got, so you feel fresh when you put it on that day. You feel like a brand new person almost, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I've been into the streetwear for a bit of time now, and just connecting on that level, you know, just making urban clothing that you see every day, some people's favorite shirts, some people's favorite pair of jeans or something, that's that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. That's what inspires me as far as the communication. I'm a cartoon character. I wear the same shit all the time. Every, like, three, four this days bullshit. out of the week. Every time I see you, you wear something completely, totally different, dude. But you this see, right here, you see like me in gaps. You see me in gaps. And I might have changed, like, four times today. Yeah, I you did. Have. Like, like, like we're at the bar today. and stuff where I met you, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, <laughs> like, like we came here and you changed your shirt. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, this is audio rocket. This, the, you, you, so, so, so that happened today. But most days, you know, I'm in the same exact two, three outfits. Really? <laughs> oh, <the laughs> serious. Two, two, but, but serious, but serious for the most part. For okay. the most part. I like something fresh I just made, and I'm really excited about it. And yeah. I want to sell it. I'd wear it. But I like my. I make something I like, and I just mm. rock with it. Oh, that's great, dude. You're supposed to do that shit, dude. You're supposed to love what you do, and if you don't, you're an asshole. <laughs> now, let me let me ask you. There's a whole main theme for this shop, but I see a couple of different styles. Like, I see the bandana stuff here, yeah. but I see this jacket right here. Dude, this jacket is fucking dope, dude. These kimono, kimono specials. The kimono special, dude. If I was a girl, if I was a girl, I would totally rock that. I don't I don't think I can rock that, you know? But See, that's what it's about. It's about that. Yeah. It's about, like, not thinking you can rock something and then finding some way to rock it. Dude, Find some way to pull if it I off. rock that, I would look like Marco from the Lost Boys. <laughs> Remember Marco? Yeah, he, he was like the, the young guy that like like the, he was like the vampire that were all like kind of the cool girly though. kind of stuff. He's cool. It, it's, dude, he probably got things, girls. He got laid a lot, dude. See? Seriously, in the eighties, everybody got laid. But the thing is, like, dude, that was before AIDS. No, it was during AIDS. Well, he got laid anyway. He's a vampire. But the thing is, <laughs> that 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 looks awesome. That looks fucking. That is art right there. But I don't think, like, my style is, like, fucking, I mean, I'm, like, jeans and a t-shirt, but, I mean, that is fucking, that, like, really impressive, dude. I, I love that. Dude, if my wife wore that, it would be fucking spectacular, you know? I feel you. Yeah, but I, I couldn't do that, but I love that, you know? I Like, I look at that, I'm like, dude, that's a fucking cool jacket. I'm gonna have to take a jacket. I took a photo of the jacket, I'll put it on the fucking, uh, what you call it, uh, uh, Facebook. Cool. Yeah, so what influences you? Because, I mean, it looks like there's, like, a lot of different influences here. We've got camouflage, we've got uh, bandanas, we've got some amazing kimono. That's a fucking genius idea. Like, uh, so can you explain I, the jacket? Because I've been have, talking about the jacket for a second. So these kimonos, uh, Wait, you got to talk about These the kimono jackets are actually designed by my partner, Sato. He's been uh, producing in Japan for about, uh, maybe 10 years now, 10, 10 15 years. years. By Through kimono vintage, jacket, though, can you describe it? It's... Kimono obis chopped up on a custom washed denim jacket. Sometimes they're blue, they're green, they're purple, they're tie dyed, they're acid washed. Sometimes we dye them and wash them. So they they have a lot of character. Okay, so so imagine like like in the nineteen early nineteen nineties. Like the headbanger guys had like the, the the denim jackets and on the back they had like a cutout of their t-shirt on the back and stuff of the denim jacket. This doesn't have a cutout of like a heavy metal t-shirt. It's got like 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 kind of almost like a Rubik's cube of different kimonos with different styles and different colors. And the leather jacket itself is uh, it's I guess there's tons of different styles. This one here has spikes on it. It's been acid washed. It looks almost like almost. Reminds me of like cow pattern, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't have the vocabulary for fashion. 
it has a lot of energy in it. It has a lot of energy in it. It's a very, very, very cool. And there's a lot of energy, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's abstract. It's so electric. You, you you see, that's good. I like it's electric. We're all yeah. about the energy here. You know, with all the prints and everything, I have I actually have a designer from Paris here. We have mm -hmm. him producing all our graphics. Uh, he's a pretty cool cat. And he also has another company. It's like companies banding together right here. Yeah. And just producing. And you so, guys are all in collaboration with like different projects? Yes. So, you know, we feed off each other. We uh, inspire each other. We drive each other. It's a creative family. Creative uh -huh. church this is. That's cool. So that's even why you, when you came through, you felt that energy. Like, I got to learn more about this whole situation and what these guys got going on over here. I'm like, I got to get this on my yeah. podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get so many hits. It's exciting, you know? I mean, no, it I, is exciting. I used to work in Soho, and I remember people telling me, uh, yo, when you open up your, your Tokyo shop, I want to be there. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to help you run it. I think that's cool. Like and it was and just then a joke. here you are. It was just a joke, but I thought of it. I know I want to come out here and create, and that's how how come I'm here. I just I thought of it, mm -hmm. and because I had that thought in my head, it eventually became real. That's awesome, man. You never called those guys back, did you? Which guys? The guys that told you you gotta like they want to work for you and they oh, took yeah, your stuff. Oh yeah, come on, Instagram is live. They see me. I'm getting it out here. I'm like, out here doing my thing. I'm, I'm like, getting my working I told, visa. I told I'll be you, there in two weeks. I told you I was gonna do it. I told you I was gonna do it and I did it. You know, I try not to talk too too much and do Isn't more. Isn't that fucking awesome that you thought about it, you wanted to do it, you came here and you did it, and here you are in fucking like like one of the most fashionable parts of fucking Tokyo, if not like Asia. And here you are, and you got a little shop right here and stuff. And you got a studio over there and stuff, and so you're actually fucking, like, doing it. The biggest thing I can tell anybody... Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Speak slowly, because I got to listen to this. I'm biggest, writing this down. The biggest thing I can tell anybody, and, you know, is, is team. Have a team. Build a team. Shit. That's the, that's the, you have a team though. You have a team. You have a couple guys. You I've work only with. got you. You have a couple people. Couple You're guys my guy. You work with it. And you know it. You know, some people have big teams, some people have small teams, but have a team. You know, I got a, I got a satellite team in Brooklyn. I got a small team in LA. Mm -hmm. and my team in Tokyo was grinding and got me going crazy out here. So, mm -hmm. so we're busy, you know? And after you, after you have the team, you just have to have the mission. You have to believe in the mission. What is the mission? Whatever it is, to, to get to this creative life where we can live comfortably. You know, we don't want to yeah. just, we don't just want to do this every day, you know, but <laughs> we want to push everything to the limit where we just get to create. You mm -hmm. know, I'm not just creating right now. I'm doing all this, but I still have, you know, I still, I'm still just always pushing something else. So when I can just sit down and create every day, the, exactly how I want to is mm -hmm. when it's, when you're there. And you know what you get for being there? Mm-hmm. More work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I was just thinking right there, like when you said that, I was like, is there ever a there? Because I've came to quite a few like yeah. levels and stuff. And like, as soon as I hit one thing where I'm like, yeah, I did it. Then I'm like, okay, what's next? And then I hit like another thing. And I'm like, all right, what's next? And then like another thing. And then I'm like, what's next? You know, I mean, I, I've, I've painted live in like maybe like six different countries, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, that's so awesome. And then like, now I'm just like, what's next, you know? So so where is, like, your favorite place to create art or, like, most inspired place? You say you painted six, six like, different, six different... Uh, yeah, countries. countries yeah, so. the thing is, <clears throat> the best place to create art is always going to be in your mind, dude. Like, there's no way you can escape that shit, you know? Like, the thing is, like, you can go to other countries and other places and other cities or even, like, a fucking... You don't even have to go that far sometimes. Like, sometimes you take a walk in the woods or take a walk in your neighborhood or fucking, like, just, like, fucking just, like, 
go to like a fucking diner and shit and just get a cup of coffee and just sit there and sip it and shit and just think and think and think or fucking think about nothing and something that just comes to you and shit. Our brains are fucking radars and stuff. We pick up shit even when we don't even want to pick that shit up and stuff. Right, right, right. Most people pick up negative shit and stuff, you know? And that sucks. But some people pick up positive shit. Some people pick up creative shit and stuff, you know? And the thing is for me and stuff, you know, like, yeah, everywhere I go, I pick something up, but it's just like, it could be anywhere and everywhere. To be honest, I'll tell you what, man, this is fucking weird. My best idea, well, all right. I think my best ideas. I got my best ideas for two different from two different places. Okay. Being on fucking trains that are super crowded in Japan. I'm all crowded. I'm just like it's like super crowded. Where I can move though, but it's like I'm like it's crowded, and I'm just like thinking, thinking, listening to music, and I'm just like, oh shit, that would be a good idea. Or when I'm taking a shower. Showers are notoriously a great place because of the sensory deprivation. Is that it? Because yeah. of sensory deprivation? Yeah. I so. thought like I was jerking up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's so much going on around you that, you know, you get that peace of mind. You can't really hear what's going on outside. You can you can only hear what you're thinking a lot of times. It's almost like having headphones on. Yeah, yeah. Or being inside of a headphone. For what? me... <laughs> right? You're going deep, man. You're going for, deep, for Rocket. Me, you know, everyone, I think a lot of people have the shower. But uh, clubs, man. Clubs when the music is like mind-numbingly loud. No, <laughs> been there. And, and maybe there's a couple cute girls. You might not even care to be in the club, really. A lot of times, mm -hmm. I, I used to go to a lot of clubs just to like meet. What my kind friends. of clubs? Uh, like clubby clubs. Like it, I haven't partied too much in Japan. I recently just started peeking out at it because I was like partying since. Oh, 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 oh! Let me open the door. Dude. <laughs> me, I know, I know where the door is. Over there. <laughs> dope, dope, man. That's mm. that's pretty sick. And your your artwork is like vibrant, very colorful. Ah, uh, thanks, man. That's that's uh, that's when you hit me and said, "Yo, let's do something." I was like, "Yeah, man, you got some cool ass artwork. It's very eclectic. Very, it's very electric." Now, definitely speaking to the mic when you say yes, that. It's very, it's very eclectic. <laughs> it's very electric. It's very charged up. Mm. What's uh, what's your motivation, your your inspiration, or your mindset when you're in it? Ah, oh, shit. You know, fuck, dude. That's a heavy question. Um, okay. When I'm painting live, when I'm doing like the live painting. Yeah. It's all about the fucking music. Cool. Like, fucking, like, I have a couple of drinks and shit, and fucking I'll loosen up a little bit, and I have the canvas all, like, on the wall and stuff, whatever, and I'll have an idea. I'll know something, what I want to do and stuff, because I'll know the DJs, and I'll, I'll know the setup and stuff, you know? Because, I mean, I, of course I'll know, because I, yeah. I got a flyer and shit, you know? So I'm just like, I kind of know what to expect, so I kind of have an idea, but the music really fucking moves me. Like, fucking every single painting I've ever done, it can never be duplicated just because like when I'm listening to the music fucking I'm listening to a beat and I'll fucking throw some paint over there or I'll fucking make it like a number nine right over there or a 77 over here or I'll pull in a stencil and I'll spray a star right there and shit so it's impossible like my shit's kind of like Jackson Pollock I guess where you can't just like duplicate it yeah just because it's so like I don't want to use the word radical but it's just so or random or it's just so radical's cool though yeah, but it's I like just radical so, and I like random. Abstract? I don't want to use the word abstract you know, either. I don't know. It's just like, it's just so... It's don't just be so, afraid of the words. You know, some people are so no. wordy. I, I use the wrong words all the time. <laughs> like, it's just so shitty. And, <laughs> and I, I'm a creative, you know. I like mm. I like even making music. You know, when you're like writing a poem, you'll use the wrong word to describe You do music something. too? I, I'm just creative, man. I'm creative. So, like, I write a lot. Like Jesus, you are like Warhol. Stuff, but I work, I work with a lot of artists. So. I should call you Black Warhol. Um, we, I could be. I you could, man. Because he you, everything. I'm going to let you call me that. That's mm -hmm. a cool I'm going to let you call me that. That's a cool one. I'm not yeah. going to call myself 
Well, Black Warhol, yeah. You can't do that. No, that. no, that's too prestigious. Yeah. <laughs> but now that it's on the show, we were like, we were like, I gotta know this guy. He's he's got so much shit going on. I gotta, I gotta learn about this, you know. So yeah, yeah. You know what? You might want to trademark that. <laughs> just, you might want to get the dot com just in case because that might be really popular. You know, people will be like. That is fucking, that's, that's awesome, you know, because I mean, you do everything, you've got, you've got like, wait, do you do video? Alright, so, everything have, but, wait, no, wait, I haven't, porno I haven't, doesn't count. I haven't touched, I haven't touched, I haven't <laughs> touched, I haven't touched, I haven't touched, uh, Alright, I, I, I needed the money, much, it was in high school. I, I've directed a bit, I've directed mm -hmm. a little, a few videos, and I've shot a few myself too, so, directed mm -hmm. them as shooting them in just, in my vision. Mm -hmm. but, and a lot of times we do music stuff, but I want to do something... I've been dragging my feet on it. I just need to create it. Just, I just want to create a, a small movie about something. A small, like, maybe five-minute video. What are you fucking simple. doing? You should be doing a documentary about you going to fucking Brooklyn, L.A., Tokyo, Brooklyn, L.A., Tokyo, Brooklyn. This is the video right here and shit, dude. You've got fucking, that's like... my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I go crazy. That's, that's a part of, like, even wanting to create yeah. the content. That, you know, we share that part of it. Like, yeah. I... A big part of some of the art I was creating, uh -huh. um, I was creating under a different name. You can find that guy, but I was creating about how. The, I gotta. <laughs> yeah, you can. You because I'm not always him. You know, I'm different people. You gotta. You have a couple. You know, I got a couple personalities in here. So you let them all out at different times. They all like to create. Go for argue it. Yeah. With each other, but. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I can probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepper. I was creating art about how connected we all are. Mm-hmm from whether it's just us as humans, us as a planet in this universe, mm -hmm. and uh, how much we don't pay attention to that connection mm -hmm. on that level, but then on the same level with social media, we're one click away from anybody we want to speak to. Yeah. Whether they respond or not is a different question, but we can speak to them. 
Yeah. You know, and sometimes they see it, whether it's a mega star or a political figure um, or creative or artist. Rocket, that's how I got in contact with you, by the way. Yes, yes. You know, so, it's, so we're, we are like an all-time high of connectivity. And at the time when I was making the art, I feel like we were at an all-time low of quality in content. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but now I think the content's been shifting a bit. Maybe mm-hmm. I haven't been looking at it as much. Maybe I've been more busy. Mm-hmm. So I've been just trying to produce content that means something mm-hmm. whether it's just sharing a bit of my life and where I'm going and how I'm growing mm-hmm. but at the same time always having a message behind it about mm-hmm. believing in yourself mm-hmm. about chasing that dream about not giving up mm-hmm. you know uh, constantly surrounding yourself and putting yourself in situations to grow and get big, bigger mm-hmm. get smarter get faster you know I decided not to go to like college but I knew I was going to have to study every day mm-hmm. every day is work every day is school for me I'm learning new shit while I'm teaching stuff dude it still is yeah every single day so I mean I didn't go to school, but I'm always in school. And that's that's just part of the lifestyle. That's Broke City Goals is a school. Rocket Science Creative Labs is a school. Mm-hmm. You know, Contaland is a school. Copemere is a school for me. Those are all places where I'm learning. But don't you think, to a degree, like, all right, a lot of people go to, like, fashion school for four years. A lot of people go to design school for four years. A lot of people go to art school for four years. And within that four years, let's just be honest, out of that four years, maybe six months or maybe a year, they actually get the education they need to fucking progress them into that field, right? However, you, because like you didn't go to school, you're like, fuck that shit. I'm gonna fucking like work as hard as I can on what I need to do. And you're just like, all right, cool. So that that four years of them going to school is like actually you're like fucking like what four eight twelve am i doing the, my math sucks yeah, right because i'm kind of faded but it's like like you Nine, like being years. like fucking like catapulted ahead of them and shit because they gotta study for like a like an art school or fashion school to be accredited they gotta have like math class art history class right, right. history of fucking bullshit class they gotta have an accounting class you know, and you're and like fucking all these kids are paying fucking shit tons of money and shit to learn shit that they don't fucking need and shit that they might not use well, maybe they will, maybe they won't, they, but most likely they won't. Let's say like 95% of the people right. are not going to have to do anything with our history. Like Michelangelo, that Mona Lisa. Wait, Leonardo, the Mona Lisa. But anyway, like fucking like, the thing is like, that's not going to affect like what they're going to do in the future. Right. You know? I'm, I'm a terrible student too, because I can't remember shit. Yeah, I got that problem like, too. So, so like test taking is hard as hell for me, mm-hmm. you know, but... So you gotta write in your fingernails. Yeah, yeah, I used to, but I bite yeah. my fingernails. No, no, no. Fucking like, like right here and shit. Fucking, I take like a fucking number two pencil and write all the answers in my fingernails <laughs> and shit. I sharpen it really sharp and shit. Oh. I just write on my fingernails. Oh, that's good. So fucking like the teacher would fucking never see that I have a that's piece of good. paper. That's good. I look down at my fingernails and oh, I have all classy. the fucking answers and shit, right? So I just look really, really close <laughs> and stuff. And the thing is, when you write with a number two fucking pencil on your fingernails, as long as you don't touch your fingernails, because your fingernails don't sweat, you know? Right. So fucking like the thing is like this after is you genius. Take, Hey man, this is me in high school. So if I can like after you fucking take the test, you just fucking wipe your fingernails with your fucking other hand like this, and fucking everything comes off. Boom, dude. I fucking like fucking. I figured that out after I saw that. You remember the the movie Spies Like Us? Time out. No, no. But I remember I was gonna ask you about <laughs> yeah. the profanity on the show, and you just hit me with the. 30-piece fucking combo just now. What? I was what just say? getting uppercutted by fucking. <laughs> and I don't mind profanity. This shit was amazing. That was a piece of art. Cheers. If you'd watched him do it just now, you'd have been in awe, because I was. Yeah, you can swear in the show. Very, 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 very <laughs> fucking. Swearing is very, welcome. Very fucking impressive. 
hey man, fucking after like fucking like uh, as much as we had, we're okay. But but the thing is this though, man. I saw the TV, I saw the movie Spies Like Us, okay. and after I saw Spies Like Us, I was like, dude, that's a really good way how to cheat. How could I apply that to my high school or my actually that was junior high school? How could yeah. I apply that to my junior high school? You know, like I can't come in with like a fucking fake broken arm like Chevy Chase and shit. I was like. <laughs> What can I do? I can write in my hand, but you can't write in your oh, hand. So I thought about it, and shit, I'm like, if I'm going to cheat, it's going to be in the fingernails. And so I fucking did it at home, and I fucking rubbed it off. I'm like, this is fucking gold. Now, this is before the internet, right? Okay. So yeah. the only person that knew that shit was me. Because, you know, with the internet, I used to sneak my phone into school. And I'd be able to just, I had a sidekick at the time. That was like the sidekick? The sidekick. The sidekick was a little phone that flipped. Oh, the so, flip phones, right? It was, yeah. No, it was, it was the first one that flipped that had a keyboard underneath it. So, <coughs> yeah. It was like a cool browser. I used to cheat off of that sometimes. But I went to college for a little bit. I mm. peeked in. I put my head in there for like maybe a week or two. Maybe yeah. Like a semester or two. I was studying architecture. And it gave me some good structure. And I was interned as an architect too, so it was like a crash course. Yeah. Like really being around <coughs> architects, studying architecture in school. Yeah. Seeing if I want to do it or not. I learned a lot of stuff as far as uh, a lot of structure within a different type of art. That's the best thing about being an intern, man. You fucking learn on the job. And then from there, I just, uh, I actually started doing a lot of retail. It was retail, so I kind of learned a lot about retail through different companies. Accounting, and, uh, numbers, sales. Yeah, just just Filling going with customers and going shit. Going through that, working at bigger stores. I worked on like 42nd <coughs> for a little while and just meet a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, it was a cool company too, it was Quicksilver. They, they kind of went under, but they were a cool ass company. Yeah. And from there, just uh, connecting with more people and just learning more about that industry, that kind of put me into fashion a bit because I was selling clothes. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make art, and I was like, well, how am I going to sell this art? And I was like, well, I already know how to sell clothes. I already got people to buy clothes from me. Mm -hmm. So I started making clothes. And it's cool. But at some point, I realized this, that was like the job. You mm -hmm. know, and then like the love is the art. So start making more art. At some point, I fell off making clothes and needed to be re-inspired. And mm -hmm. the art did that for me. I would do like a lot of creative directing with other people that want to make clothes, uh, mm -hmm. whether different brands or artists. And that was finding that space in that art community. But uh, from there, just constantly creating to the point where you reach here, where where you meet me and you see me you're like, yo, you're making clothes all the time. It's like, yeah, that's one of those things I like to do. You know, mm -hmm. so it's a it's a good time. And being inspired to make more things through the clothing, whether it's the people I meet, the people I dress, uh, the people that gravitate towards me, and just uh, people I'm introduced to by my partners, and just how we can grow. It's, it's all a blessing. It's this universal blessing that we got to mm -hmm. be able to do what we love to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, is there a difference between like fashion in New York, Los Angeles? Um, there totally is. Yeah, yo, fashion. Oh, can I just answer so, my question? So, like, so right. New York, New York has layers. What, all right, all right, let me change. Let me change the question. <clears throat> what is the difference between fashion in New York, Los Angeles, and Tokyo? Although, fucking like, like you and I totally know that they're completely different, especially Tokyo. But what are some of the differences? If you got like three shops and three like fucking like like hubs and stuff, like yeah. three different places. How can you fucking balance that shit, dude? Well, like fucking, we're, like, we're like here. We're, wherever we are is where we are. So, you know, when we were in L.A., we were doing a pop-up there. Mm -hmm. And now we're here. We got our pop-up here. We got a little studio space over there. Do, um, you, do you change the style to, like, meet, to, like, kind of, like, uh, match the city? We try to come up with things inspired by that city. Like, for like example, like the, 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 kimono, the kimono jacket. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, 
I'm gonna be honest with you, that kimono jacket won't sell in Tokyo unless a tourist buys it. Because like Japanese people that come well, that's, in. That's that's what's interesting. You think so? Yeah. You would think so, but a lot of Japanese people like them. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? It's uh yeah, a lot of stuff we make, a lot of Japanese people buy. Japanese people like it, Chinese people like it, uh a lot of people from America like it. Some people like you know, when you create something, uh-huh. the people that like that stuff gravitate towards you. I would think that like like something that like your jacket that has like all the kimono like pieces on the back and stuff that's all juxtaposed. I would think that like somebody from like Brooklyn or like New York would be like, oh dude, I love Japanese culture. I love traditional Japanese culture. That jacket is so awesome. I need that. Whatever the price is, I'll pay for it. Right. But like somebody in Japan, like let's say, um, let's say my friend Tomoko, right? My friend Tomoko came in. She goes, oh. I have that kimono, and my mom has that one. <laughs> that's what's cool uh, about it, though. So it's but that's why they get you into it? it. The heritage of it all, you know. This is fashion is a story. Yeah. Fashion is a story, and microphone, it's a, microphone. Yeah, fashion is a story, and just being able to convert that story from it being the past to the present to even uh-huh. the future. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always finding different ways to tell that story, and that's something special that happened while we were creating this Broke City Gold thing. So it's a connection thing from, like, the past to the future. If she has the same kimono and her mom has she the same might kimono. Like it. And she's like, whoa, it might pull them together. Like, this is actually cool. Mom, check this shit out. You know, you know the mom would like it because mm-hmm. our, our age range varies very uh, drastically from whether it's a high school student to a business executive that's maybe like 50 or 60, you know? So mm-hmm. going that far out where I've seen sons and mothers come and buy a, jack- a jacket set, whether it's because they're just in Tokyo or they both connect to it in di- some way. All right, how much does a jacket cost? This one goes for about, I'd say, 60000 yen. Sixty, $600. Yeah, about six to 700 Sweet. That will definitely sell here. This one actually goes for seven because it's studded. It goes for seven because it's yeah, studded? yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's a fucking great jacket. Thank you. I can never wear it, though. My wife I, would totally I, wear it, see, though. See, what I do, right? What I do, a big part of the creation is seeing what people wouldn't wear and figuring out how they could wear it. Mm-hmm. Find something they could wear. Dude, I want to wear this. You know, like... That's mine right there. Yeah, see... I like, saw that shirt when it came in, and I was like, dude, that shirt's fucking dope. The kimono looks. The kimono jacket looks fucking awesome. I fucking love it. It's a fucking beautiful piece of art. I can't wear it. That's I, not my thing. Yeah, everyone wears. But the shirt right here, I can wear it. It looks like like a. I don't even know how to explain it, that's, but it's like yeah. That's what's interesting about fashion. You know, some days I might just be plain and rock the same white t-shirt for like a week. That's gonna be and stinky then, in this fucking stinky, weather, dude. It's gonna be a stinky shirt. It's gonna be a stinky shirt. Yeah, but it has some character by the end of the day. Oh, you know, character, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. You know, it's not gonna be the exact same shirt. But it'll be like the same shirt. Like maybe I'm just wearing white tees or something. Yeah. You know, or maybe it's a hoodie I'm wearing that I wear over everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might be some crazy like kimono jacket that I wear that every day. Where it's like some people are like I, I don't know how I could wear that for one day. I'd wear it for a week. Yeah. Or for two weeks everywhere. I wouldn't even care. I'd be a rock star everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? You know, I'm a rock star. You know, and you could be a rock star too if you want, whether it's for one day or for the whole year. It's up to you, really. No one, no one makes the rules. Some people say, ah, this person's wearing this a lot. It's like, well, he bought it. He's trying to get his value out of it. You know, yeah, he really likes true. it. He's inspired by it. But I do know that everything doesn't fit everyone. But I always try, you know, to connect it with someone. That's cool, man. In some way or another. That could be that day where they wanted to, like, really shine. Nice. That broke city gold. <laughs> this would be the commercial. <laughs>
right, I got a question. Okay. All right. Tokyo fashion is, I don't know if it's infamous or famous for yeah. being really extreme and really wild and stuff. Like, they, they had the Yamamba culture, the Garu culture. Right. They had the uh, Sentagai culture. There's, like, so many different, like, rules of fashion of, like, like how the young people, like, the basically the teenagers, early 20s, late mid-teens and stuff, like, how they roll and stuff, right? You saw the stuff where, like, they had the really dark tan stuff with the white pa- war paint on their face with, like, the pink hair. Maybe. No, I don't know. This sounds new to me. You might have to pull this up. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, so tell me about this. The Yamamba? The Yamamba? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You see whoa, that whoa, shit? Whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know a lot of, like, names of things or even people. I forget a lot. Yeah? But I remember the vibe. And, yeah, I know this vibe. I just didn't know. Yeah, the those girls Yamamba. and shit. When I fucking came to Japan and shit, the Yamambas <coughs> everywhere and shit. Whoa. They're fucking, like, they're all high school kids, right? So they hang out on the street and shit. They fucking, like, smoke cigarettes and shit. And, and fucking, like, go to the fucking McDonald's and stuff and drink, like, beer. No, 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 smoke cigarettes there. Yeah. It was fucking, like, an interesting thing. Your mom was, like, basically girls that had, like, pink or white or, like, green hair and Whoa, stuff. Oh man. They're doing the blackface here. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. Wait, how blackface oh. is it? Oh, this is crazy. That's not Yamamba. That's some like fucking like girls trying to be Yamamba. Okay, cool. Well, you, like, you said that's they had Yamamba a lot of face right face, there. Face paint. So this is just extreme Yamamba. Dude, those are white girls. They are, aren't they? They're fucking white girls trying to be fucking like fake Japanese girls doing blackface, dude. That's some racist shit. But this shit right here, uh, yeah, that's Yamamba. Okay, cool, cool. That's yeah. definitely Yamamba. Oh man. You I knew a girl that used to be Yamamba. I knew two girls that used to be Yamambas. You know, shit. so when coming here, right? You know, I watch anime, and what kind of anime? Because when you say anime, there's like, it's like saying like, I listen to jazz. Uh, well, well, what also, kind of jazz? Also, all sorts of different anime, but just when you watch anime, whether it's like the more realistic stuff or the more cartoony, crazy fantasy things, okay. you start seeing, I don't know which one it is, and maybe you could tell me. I think the Japanese people are kind of this way, so when they made these cartoons, they're making them of the people they're around. But some people say that it's the other way around, where they made these cartoons and then people started acting like this. Both, I think both situations think, are true. I think it's both, right? Maybe yeah. more people started doing it, but at the same time, I know there's some Japanese people I met that aren't pre- pretending. They're not putting on a show. They're a bit strange. They're a bit cookie. They're mm-hmm. a bit cartoony. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. All right, and we're back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited about this chocolate that I started talking before he gave us the drop. Uh, dude, I'm sorry. We went to a community store, we got more beers. And now we're back. And I was telling him about how I like not just chocolate, but when I go in these convenience stores, Bigger I voice, can't man. read. I can't read anything for the most part, so I just try everything. Yeah. You know? When I first got here, I would try all the different waters until I found out which. 
waters not to drink. So there's like waters not to drink. Like there's waters not to drink for multiple reasons, like where it's coming from. You know, there's certain parts of Japan that you wouldn't want to drink the water. You don't want to drink the water from Fukushima. <laughs> water or fruits <laughs> or anything for that matter. Come on, the apples are so cheap. They are for a reason. That's like a, it's one thing I had to learn. Beyond that, though, I would try everything because there's always new stuff there. Yeah. Every and everything is new to me. Yeah. I'm from I'm from America. So yeah. Even the things that you think you like, you try them and they taste different. Yeah. So I would just try something new every time, whether it be a snack, a piece of chocolate, a new gummy bear. I probably tried everything in the convenience market. Dude, that's a convenience store. Yeah, but fucking like that's the best thing to do, man. You gotta try that shit. You can't be fucking like like, you know what? I don't like that shit because you know. I mean, nah, fucking like nah. you're doing it the right way. I try. I probably tried all the two faces, all the soaps, ah. all the napkins. I'm lying. I'm lying. I try. I try none of that shit. I'm gonna tell you, man. <laughs> nothing beats Crest. <coughs> when it comes to toothpaste, nothing beats Crest, but, dude. The, I actually use natural toothpaste. I use I use a toothpaste right now. That's a. Uh, Beeswax, not not beeswax, but it's made of royal honey. Royal honey. Royal honey. Um, I can't remember the name. It was like purpurous or something like that. But it's mad good. It tastes good. Mm-hmm. It's healthy for your teeth. Um, you know, you're using the right toothpaste if you used to have like aches in your teeth and then you no longer have aches in your teeth. So Crest is good. I like Crest. I'm not gonna not Crest, but it tastes like sugar. Funny enough, I'm using honey to brush my teeth now. So yeah, it's kind of like uh, was that an oxymoron? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like a so, physical oxymoron. <laughs> but it's honey. I love honey. I put honey in everything. Every Dude, honey is great. Dude, honey and peanut butter is like the best combination. Honey and peanut. When I'm cooking, I haven't been cooking as much out here, but I would throw honey in everything. Everything would be honeyed up or sweetened up. Throw a little bit of a little spice in there. Some. Where are you living? Spice I'm gonna come over. <laughs> dude, I'm like, I'm like, I'm there, dude. Honey yakiniku. Holy shit! You know yakiniku, right? Yeah. That the meat that you cook I've and nev- shit. But I've never had honey yakiniku. No, but if you're making yakiniku at your house and shit, because okay. you can buy a yakiniku like cooking set, yeah, bring it into your house and shit, and fucking like cook your own meat and shit like that at your house, like a yakiniku shop at your yeah. restaurant and shit, you can do that here and stuff. Like like a lot of people do that and stuff. You know, it's better when you go to. The, well, I don't know if it's better if you go to the restaurant, but fucking for me, for me and my experience with all my fucking dumb shit friends and stuff. The restaurants are better. Right. But I would think, like, fucking honey glazed yakiniku yeah. would be fucking the shit, you, you know? You know what, though? Because I had some honey glazed ham or brown sugared ham, I think. I can't remember which one it was. It's probably In brown Japan? sugar. Get no, out no, of no, here. No, 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 but I made it. Oh, you made it? Oh, okay, I was going to say, I've never heard of that here. And my partner was really excited, like, yo, can you make some more of that? I was like, I don't even remember making it. I think I was just like, yo, let's put some of this brown sugar on it, throw it on, <laughs> throw it on the stove. It's going to be good. Shit on. Yeah, it was Christmas time. So mm. I was like, I was, I was here and I was feeling mm. a little homesick. Not homesick, but you know, like trying to bring that tradition here. Yeah. I feel comfortable. And so no, you put, do that shit sometimes. He, he put me on to some stuff and I was like, this is what we're going to get. I grabbed so much different things. And I made like an artificial, I wouldn't say American, but more maybe Caribbean vibe, maybe black vibe, maybe Af- Af- African American vibe. Um, well, what, what did you do? <laughs> I just threw a little essence in it, you know, just a little bit here, a little there. So that the, it was just, he mentioned the honey. And he mentioned the honey bacon. And that was something that was just mm-hmm. funny. So now you're talking about honey yakiniku. And I'm interested to try this. I think in this, in this episode, we've given away, like, maybe, like, five or ten, like, amazing ideas where fucking, like, faders are going to start getting, like, fucking rich and shit. They're like, huh, honey yakiniku, huh, that's a great idea. Dude, you're going to see that shit in fucking six months, dude. I need my 20%. <laughs> you should get 20%. She get fucking 50%. <laughs> No, I'm not greedy. I, I ain't putting all the footwork. I just need my 20%. Uh, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> but yeah, dude, fucking honey and shit on top of that shit, that would be fucking sweet, dude, because I've never heard of a honey glazed yakiniku. Hey, chew! 
Bless you. Bless me. Thank you. Oh, the allergies out here too. That's yeah. something fresh from a. What is this place called? Japan. They be, <laughs> they be hitting me sometimes. And right now it's mating season. This is when I first came. And if you come to Japan around August, there are these huge like beetle type flies that make the most atrocious sound all day long everywhere in Japan. This is just a part of the soundtrack zip, 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 zip. from Tokyo in August. And after after like the end of August, you start seeing them dead everywhere because when they mate, yeah. the male dies. It's early September. They all die. They're all they're all dead all over. The they're place. all over the streets. Yeah, they look like dead cockroaches. It's a little insane. And I remember just coming here. They're big as shit and they're scary as fuck. That's just little Japan for you when you make it out here. Um, but the but, thing is, like, why, like, people have allergies here and shit? Like, 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 in Japan, people have allergies all the time. That's, like, another reason why people wear the mask and shit, yeah. right? It's because of the allergies, especially, like, in spring. It's because, like, in Tokyo, especially, no, no, especially in Tokyo, a little bit in Osaka, it's because, like, there's, like, there's nature here, but it's, like, little pockets, right? So fucking, like, there's, like, no place, the, but there's trees all over the place. Because, like, Tokyo loves to have trees everywhere, right? Because of the cherry blossoms, right? So all these trees produce all this pollen and shit, and the pollen fucking, like, like blossoms and goes on and shit. But where does it go? It hits the streets. And the streets fuck with everybody's allergies, right? So fucking people, even, like, me and shit. Like, when I first came here and shit, I was fucking fine with allergies. I had no fucking allergies. Then after about five years, it takes about five years of living here and shit, all of a sudden you're like sneezing all the time and shit. And all of a sudden like somebody's like, hey, um, you should probably get a shot for that because the fucking like my doctor can give you a shot and something. You're like, I don't want a shot for the fucking allergies and shit. But then it gets really bad and shit. And then you're like, after fucking like seven years, you're like, well, I should probably get a shot. And then you start getting shots. Shit. I don't want no shots. Well, I don't, don't want be, no allergies. Don't be here for fucking seven years. But. If you come and go, you're fine. I've been learning tricks. So, so you, you might think I'm crazy. <laughs> the masks. The masks are great. The masks are amazing. I was wearing bandanas for a little while because I started making these bandanas. Yeah. So I'd wear them when I'm painting, but then I'll wear them sometimes just if I'm a little sniffly or something. Yeah. And I realized that when you're wearing a mask, all that outside shit doesn't fuck with you. I yeah. Sleep, I sleep with masks now because a lot of times wherever I'm sleeping, if it's a little dusty. Yeah. It'll drive me crazy. Hmm. So... I just throw a mask on. Even if I'm in my home sometimes, mm -hmm. if I came from a dusty place, yeah. then I'm breathing at home like you're coughing. But if you throw a mask on, you'll stop coughing because you're breathing like clean air. Yeah, masks are great, dude. Fucking like, I, dude. They got some figured out. They got they, it. They, they get the it. shit figured out like fucking like to the T, right? But the thing is like, you can't wear that shit in the States. Although I would love to wear a mask in the States because sometimes, you know, I just want to wear a mask. I, you know what? That's when I started putting the bandana over my face. I don't wear it too crazy, but mm -hmm. I tried to find creative ways where I could do it. But if you wear a bandana over the face and you walk into a bank and shit, they're going to think the wrong thing. It's, it's cool. I hate the allergy shit, though. Fuck this shit. Ah, uh, the allergy I got, sucks. I got it right now. I'm a little messed up. Mm -hmm. So I'm about to start singing R&B on these new tracks I'm producing. You're you singing R&B, you you're producing you can, tracks. You can download. You got to talk about these tracks. On. You can download my, you can download my, my new album, my new track. From my Instagram at RSCLNY. Right off the website. All right. To be honest, faders, <coughs> just go to the show notes. You'll see everything. You're going to send me everything that yeah. I can fucking like, like, just like put up there and stuff so they can check it out. But this is complete bullshit. I was just joking. 
I don't right. make music yet, but every time I drop a little freestyle or something, I say the link is in the bio. There's never a link. <laughs> Not for the music yet. It's a joke. All it's right. a joke. And There's it's nothing there, faders. Don't check it out at all. <laughs> don't even go there. So I gave y'all... Just go to the Facebook. I, I gave y'all the truth right now. You just but, gave them like a porno like, fucking soon, link. Soon, soon, soon there, may, there may be actually some music in the link. Wait, are you doing music, yes or no? No, I'm not making any music right now. Not, not, not publicly. So when I start making it, I'll put something out here or there when I'm happy with it. What kind of music are you going to do? Share. Like, just be creative, man, you know? I don't know exactly where it's going to go yet. Like, are you going to do, like, I've like, just been learning like, right now? Hip-hop, jazz, are you going to do rock? I, would, you I do... wouldn't put it on anything. It might be a little hip-hop, might be a little jazz, you might be I mean, a with your, your fashion, Dude, to be honest know? with you, your, fa your fashion is so eclectic that, I mean, you could do fucking it's any kind of music. You could do noise music how, and it fucking be appropriate. feeling? Right now, I'm just playing with sounds. Playing with sounds? Playing with sounds right now, just trying to learn it. And just, like, understanding sounds going through different, uh... Outlets. Different filters and outlets and seeing how yeah. they come out. And I'm just trying to learn a bit more about actual sound, the physical look of it, the ambient feeling of it, and trying to express myself through it a bit. But it's just a, it's a project, you know? Yeah. Life, is, life is a big project, so it's just one of those things I'm just, like, fucking around with. Yeah. Dude, it's fucking great, man. I really love that. I mean, because when I met you and shit, I thought you were all about fashion. And then I learned that you're more about, like, like everything you're like you're like i do art i do design i do painting i do fashion i do everything. whenever i got like fucking inspiration i fucking just go for it and shit that's pretty fucking cool man i think that's a true way of like a real artist and shit to fucking like like center yourself to be like i'm just a painter that's just like just concentrating yourself into one thing yeah. maybe that's good maybe that's bad i don't it's good know for some people everybody has it differently we were talking about school earlier yeah and the thing about school that people don't really get microphone right here man is that it teaches you how to focus on like six or seven things at a time. You know, we have subjects. Mm -hmm. We got to focus on all six or seven of those things. Some people, after they get out of school, they're like, fuck it, I just want to focus on three or four things. Yeah. That's great. They can do that. Some people focus on one. Sometimes I'm only doing one thing. Yeah. I'm just trying to do that as good as I can. Yeah. I'm not even calling my mother. I'm just doing this one thing. Yeah. She calls me like, where you been at? I've been doing this thing. I'm sorry. I've been into it. Sorry, but you, know? you got to do it. If, when, you're, if your heart's into at, it, you got to do it. At some point, you got to figure out how to balance it all and have your six or seven subjects, have an elective where you're having some fun. If yeah. you can make the elective the main project, then you're mm. killing the game, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's all about the balance. That's what I think that mm. school system teaches you, but it's just a system. After you get out of that system, you got to program your life to the way you want it to work. Yeah. So I'm all just about life programming, you know? Sometimes you... you Put a couple of inputs in, throw a couple keys in there, and you you end up someplace. Yeah. You look around, you like it, you like where it's taking you, you ride with it. You don't, shit, switch it up. That's but awesome. Make your life how you want it to be. Yeah, dude, make your life the way you want it to be. That's fucking like words to live by. And if it ain't, yeah, if it ain't, just work towards it. Yeah. Whether you got to be drastic or slow pace, but. Dude, you got to go with the winds, but you got to fucking go in the right direction, right? <laughs> Word up. Nice. Uh, awesome. What's the next city? You've already hit fucking three cities and shit. What's the next city? Yeah, I want to go to uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam? Dude, Amsterdam's easy. Amsterdam. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm just saying, I, that's the place I want to go. Like, yeah. Europe Have you been cool. there before? Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. there like fucking like six times. I want to go there and like be creative there. You know, yeah. I went there like, when live I was there? Uh, at least kicked for like three months or so. Yeah, Amsterdam's cool. There's a lot of great places in Amsterdam and shit. There's a lot of like great like artist studios yeah. areas, uh, art studio areas and shit for artists to live and stuff. 
I think Amsterdam is kind of like... Or the Netherlands in general. But Amsterdam is just one of those cities you can pop into it. It's live. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of tourists. Maybe we'll tour to Rotterdam. Mm. Here's a lot of um, culture there, and I got a couple homies there just doing some projects. Now, I think Amsterdam's great. I got a lot of friends in Amsterdam, and I love Amsterdam to death and shit, because I painted there and stuff, and I got like, like I got a crew there and shit. Yeah. But I think you would really fucking make it and really fucking love it in Berlin. Berlin, yeah. I, hear I think Ber- Berlin. I hear Berlin be, is all yeah. shit. Berlin is fucking sweet, dude. I think, like, Amsterdam... Amsterdam is great, but it's just so touristy. You know, it's like Amsterdam's small, dude. Amsterdam's the size of fucking Shinjuku, right? If you were gonna branch out and shit, Berlin would be the fucking city and shit, because Berlin's got a lot of fucking shit going for it. And Berlin... Well, you see, that's I, I think we're mapping it out, because if we get, like, a couple places to hit, this, yeah. this is a whole Europe situation. It wouldn't just be Amsterdam, but I, want, I really want to go to Amsterdam. I love it. Yeah, it's no, like, I love Amsterdam, it's too. A fun, it's a fun maybe six, seven days, maybe a week or two, be out there and just connect Paris uh, you know you get out there for the fashion they do it out there and uh, pulling some of that energy yeah but Berlin is where it is isn't it Berlin is pretty there. fucking tight dude Berlin is like the shit right now dude Berlin is like it's like low key but everybody knows it's fucking awesome or South America too South America yeah. holy shit where's South America man I want to go to Brazil check it out oh I want to check out Mexico. Mexico? And just, like, connect a little bit over there. I mean, you tell me about this Mexican artist as well, right? It was a... Uh, oh, the comedian? Yeah, the comedian. They, Francisco? They have, yeah. They have, they have a lot of creation out there. And, like, I'm about culture. There's a ton of people out there that love fucking fashion. They love music. They love art and stuff. There's people all over the world, man. But the thing is, like, the thing is, you can't just, like... Like, no, as you know, you can't center yourself for one place and shit because... You're like one of these artists that just expands, 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 expands. And no, I think I think fucking going like to South America is a great idea. Europe is a great idea. Yeah, yeah you should definitely do that shit. I'm trying to see more of the world, man. That yeah, shit, I'm just trying to feel this shit. You know, it's a it's a it's a a big world. It is. And then we stop. It isn't, little, but it is. Yeah, it's a it's it's a big world. It's small circles though. Yeah, dude. So fucking like yeah, it is a big world, but it, it's really small now. You know, so it you is. can't expand anywhere. Word. And fucking, you know what, Rocket? I fucking hope you expand all over the world, yep, dude. Your art is fucking you. awesome, dude. Thank, thank you so you much for fucking coming here tonight. Yes, yes. Thank you for coming through to the spot. I know we tried to get link up a couple times. You're going to link up some more, create some art, and just kick it. I'd love to, man. Fucking hell yeah. We got to drink some more beers. Yes, definitely, definitely. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Faders, definitely check in next week and stuff. Tom will definitely be here and stuff again, and we'll definitely check you out. Thank you so much, and peace. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Oh, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't stand it! I can't stand it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.